اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلی اللہ علی سیدنا محمد و آلہ طاہرین ورس نمبر نائنٹی ون افسور اعراف اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم فخذتهم الرجفت فاصبح Those who impugned Shu'ayb became as if they had never lived there. Those who impugned Shu'ayb were themselves the losers. Now, these are continuation of the story of the people of Madian, uh, to whom Shu'ayb preached, and they denied and defied his preaching. And uh, uh, the last verse which we dealt with last week was uh, uh, a statement by the people of Madian, by the authorities, by the Mala' وَقَالَ الْمَلَأُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ قَوْمِهِ لَإِنِ اتَّبَعَتُمْ شُعَيْبًا إِنَّكُمْ إِذَنْ لَخَاسِرُونَ Shu'ayb, of course, chose to uh, leave Madian because they had given him two options, either to leave and his companions or stay and come back to the religion of his uh, people and they chose to leave and the Mala told to the followers of uh, Shu'ayb that do not follow Shu'ayb out of Madian because then you will be lo- the losers. This was the last thing which uh, of the last conversation were on uh, reports from uh, between the people of Madian and uh, followers of Shu'ayb and then it says after this the earthquake seized them and they lay lifeless prostrate in their homes. فَأَصْبَحُوا فِي دَارِهِمْ جَاثِمِينَ جَاثِمِينَ from جُثُوم. جُثُوم means to come on one's knees or to sit on one's knees. الْبُرُوكُ عَلَى الرُّكْبَةِ This is the meaning of جُثُوم. So what happened the next morning after the earthquake seized them, they were found in their homes coming to their knees. Now, uh, what the verse tells us is that uh, uh, this uh, uh, earthquake uh, was probably something which happened after Shoaib left the city. Uh, however, I will discuss this, whether this happened after Shoaib left the city or when he was still there and his followers before leaving the city. In uh, other verses of the Quran about the punishment which came to Shu'ayb, uh, there is the mention of a, a, a thunder, a sayha, and also the mention of uh, a black cloud coming and uh, overshadowing them. In Surah Hud we have, وَأَخَذَتِ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا sayha. Those oppressors were seized by a sayha, by a thunder, or a, probably a lightning which uh, was accompanied by, uh, by thunder. 
And also in Surah Shu'ara, we have uh, the uh, very unique sort of uh, incident mentioned about uh, especially the people of Shu'aib, which says, فَكَذَّبُوهُ فَأَخَذَهُمْ عَذَابُ يَوْمِ the, they impugned him, and then they were overtaken by the punishment of the day of the overshadowing clouds. This was, of course, the uh, punishment of a tremendous day. Now, whether this the day of the overshadowing cloud, was the same as the day of the earthquake, the day the earthquake seized them, which was accompanied by a thunderbolt and lightning and such things, the exegetes have difference of opinion. Some exegetes say that Shu'aib was sent to two people. One was Ashab al-Ayika, which we discussed before, the people of the forest, which was a forest close to Madian, and with a people quite similar to the people of Madian in power and strength, and in, of course, their, their follies and uh, the oppression that they used to do. And after that, Shu'aib came to Madian and preach his own people. So the overshadowing cloud was for Ashab al-Aika, the people of the forest, and these uh, earthquakes and thunders was about people of Madian. However, this is just a speculation because the Quran does not mention that and also the Quran uses exactly the same sort of uh, uh, crimes for both people. So what happens in some hadith, what we have is that they, people of Madian, they used to uh, mock and ridicule Shu'aib, saying that, well, where is this adab you are just uh, promising us all true? When is it going to come? And then came this overshadowing clouds, <coughs> something which made the whole day uh, like night, and Shu'aib told them that this is from what you do. This is the sign of the punishment which is coming to you. If you do not desist, then the real punishment will come. And this was a very extraordinary type, type of cloud, extraordinary type of overshadow over the earth. And they, again, uh, continued mocking and saying, well, this is a cloud. And cloud we see everywhere, and this is not very, very special. It is something which is a bit different from the other clouds that we see. So what they told him, as the Quran mentions, is that فَأَسْقِتْ عَلَيْنَا كِسَفًا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ إِنْ كُنْتَ مِنَ الصَّادِقِينَ Bring parts of this cloud over us. Let, let it come on us and let it kill us if you are truthful. And of course, after that, the earthquake seized them and they were perished. Now, one other thing that we have to bear in mind about this adab is that this should have happened after Musa had left Madian. Because Musa lived in Madian for several years with Shu'aib, and after he lived with his family, he, lived, he left with his family uh, uh, after living there for a long time. Then, of course, uh, the uh, attitude of people of Madian became very harsh towards Shu'aib and his followers, and this uh, incident happened after him leaving Madian.
Now the following verses الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا شُعَيْبًا كَأَلَّمْ يَغْنَوْ فِيهَا الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا شُعَيْبًا كَانُوا هُمُ الْخَاسِرِينَ Those who impugned Shu'ayb became as if they had never lived there كَأَلَّمْ يَغْنَوْ فِيهَا غَنَى بِالْمَكَانْ means living in a, in a place الْغَانِ is a nazil, someone who after a, a long journey, uh, camps somewhere for a long time. So, ka'allam yaghnaw fiha means they were perished in a way as if they had never lived in Madian, as if they had never had those bounties with them. So, alladhina kathabu shu'ayb, and those who impugned shu'ayb became as if they had never lived there. So, motionless, just petrified on their knees, that no one thought that these people used to live here, to go around, to use all the amenities which were uh, uh, existing in that city. Those who impugned Shu'ayb were themselves the losers. Now, why this Alladina Kadhabu Shu'ayb and those who belied Shu'ayb is repeated? Because uh, uh, it wants to just emphasize uh, the uh, Truthful of Shu'ayb, truthfulness of Shu'ayb, alladina kathabu Shu'ayb, and those who belied Shu'ayb, and also uh, uh, it is somehow uh, putting the statement uh, after the statement of the people of Shu'ayb when they talk to Shu'ayb's followers. That's la in tabatum shu'ayban innakum idan lahasirun. They said to Shu'ayb's followers, "If you follow the Shu'ayb, you are the losers." Here he says, "Alladina kathabu shu'ayban kanu humul khasirin." Those who belied Shu'ayb, they were the losers, not those who followed Shu'ayb. Now, one uh, point to notice is that whether this adab came down to them when Shu'ayb and his followers were still in the city, or it happened after they left the city. Now, of course, Shu'ayb did not leave the city to flee the punishments. We have about Lut, for example, the angels came and told him, you have to leave the city because the punishment is coming. However, we have about Yunus, that he left his people before the punishment coming, thinking that he was allowed to leave. What about Shu'ayb? Did he leave before the punishment come or afterwards? Now, even if he left before the punishment coming, it was not something which should, should, should have been... Uh, uh, used against him sh- sh- could be used against him why? because he and his followers were deported from the city, they were ordered they were commanded, either you leave or we kill you and uh, therefore uh, there is of course uh, a possibility that Shoaib and his followers, they were forced to leave the city and after they left the city, then the punishment came 
this is what some exegetes say, and they say that uh, it is impossible that punishment comes to a city while the prophet is still in that city or is, is among those people. This is the uh, the, the word of Al-Kalbi. He says that... Uh, لم يعذب قوم نبيا حتى أخرج من بينهم. Never people of a prophet were punished before he was taken out of that city. Not leaving the city, but Allah took them out, took him and his followers out, and then the punishment came. However, uh, this is of course not a hadith. This is the word of this exeget. Uh, the uh, Circumstances here and the, the verses actually allude to the fact that Shu'ayb and his people were still in the city where this punishment came. And actually the punishment chose and picked people by punishing. And this is what Fakhruddin al-Razi elaborates on very much. He says that uh, uh, about this Alladina kathabu Shu'ayb and kanuhum al-Khasirin he says that this is very uh, a, a sort of eye-opener incident. He says that these punishments are not just like um, natural incidents that come and inflict everyone. He says that when Allah says those who were following Shu'ayb, they were saved, and Shu'ayb himself, it shows that although this looked like a natural incident, but it was done by a sort of supernatural planning it came from someone who was quite knowledgeable about who should be struck and who should be saved. And also it was a miracle for Shu'ayb, showing that although this uh, general punishment came, only those who denied Shu'ayb were struck by it and those who followed him were saved. So... Uh, Verse number 93 says, Now this fatawalla anhum, he turned away from them, shows that he was still in the city when the punishment came. Fatawalla anhum. وَقَالَ يَا قَوْمِ لَقَدْ أَبْلَغْتُكُمْ رِسَالَاتِ رَبِّي وَنَسَحْتُ لَكُمْ فَكَيْفَ آسَى عَلَى قَوْمٍ كَافِرِينَ So he abandoned them to their fates and said, O my people, Certainly I communicated to you the messages of, our, of my Lord, and I was your well-wisher. So how should I grieve for a faithless lot? Uh, also in Surah Hud, we have, When our command came, for the destruction of the city. We saved Shu'ayb and his followers. Again, this shows that they had not left the city. They were still there. Allah saved them. With a special mercy. Well, we, we discussed this special mercy about loot as well. That loot also was saved with a special mercy of God when the punishment came. And the oppressors, the wrongdoers, were seized by a sayha, by a thunder. And they were brought to their knees in their houses. So, Now, this is what he is actually 
uh, either somehow speaking to himself or speaking to the city while his followers were listening. That my people, all my people, ya qawmi, certainly I communicate you to communicated to you the messages of my Lord. And uh, some uh, exes have said that Shu'ayb here is talking to the souls of his people while they were in Barzakh. Because they were dead, now they are in Barzakh. And Shu'ayb is talking to them. But the ayah does not uh, indicate that. It's just a sort of either him speaking to himself feeling sorry why this happened, why this incident happened, why didn't they listen to him? So, I communicated to you the messages of my Lord. Or actually wanting his followers to listen. That uh, if this has happened to them because they were their relatives, probably their families who were among the, the people who were killed there in that uh, earthquake, so he's somehow trying to give them some sort of relief that, look, this is their own fault. This is, you, you remember what happened during all these years where we were talking to them, where they were oppressing us. So do not be so sorry about your families that are seized in this incident. Ya qawme laqad ablaqtukum risalat rabbi wa nasahtu lakum. Nasahtu lakum. Nasiha is when you advise someone with goodwill. You want them to uh, to be saved of some calamity. This is nasiha. Nasahtu lakum means I advise you with goodwill. And of course, uh, Shu'ayb is uh, uh, sometimes called Khatibul Anbiya. The Prophet which was so eloquent in talking and giving advice and nasiha. And uh, we have a hadith uh, uh, from the Prophet, peace be on him, uh, reported from Abdullah ibn Abbas, which says, كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ إِذَا ذُكِرَ شُعَيْبًا يَقُولَ ذَاكَ خَطِيبُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ لِحُسْنِ مُرَاجَعَتِهِ قَوْمَهِ Whenever Shu'ayb was mentioned, the Prophet peace be on him, used to say he was Khatibul Anbiya, the most eloquent preacher among the prophets, because he used to discuss and uh, to converse with his people uh, very eloquently and uh, immensely, trying to give them nasiha or good advice. فَكَيْفَ asa ala قَوْمٍ kafirin. Asa is the... Uh, the, the, the very severe sadness, shiddatul huzn is asa, severe sadness and sorrow. Here, uh, Fakhruddin al-Razi says that there are two possibilities about why Shu'ayb says this, فَكَيْفَ asa ala قَوْمٍ كَافِرِينَ Why should I, or how should I be severely sorrowful about the people who are kafir? One possibility is that yes after seeing they were seized by earthquake despite whatever they were doing to him seeing all those people brought to their knees died in that very uh, uh, strong uh, way in the sense that uh, they were strong way by strong way I mean that they were suddenly seized by death without 
being given uh, any respite or something like that. He was so sorrowful, so sorry about what happened to them that they didn't listen. They did not listen to him. They did not follow his nasiha. So uh, because of that deep sorrow, then he tried to console himself that, well, how can I be so sorrowful about these people who denied and rejected God and rejected me? The other possibility, he says, that, uh, well, uh, we should not be sorry about these people because they did not follow the nasiha, they, they did not follow the advice. But I think the first possibility is, uh, is more probable. The way he spoke to them. And he was so sorrowful about what happened that he was consoling himself that these people were kuffar. They didn't listen to me. So there is no point of me being so sorrowful to, be, uh, to have the asa on me. Okay, the stories of the prophets ends here. And then we turn into the story of Musa salam. However, as this is the method of the surah, Allah wants to have a conclusion for us. You remember when we were discussing about the story of Adam salam? After the story of Adam salam was told, Allah speaks to children of Adam, making some conclusions, giving some advice. Here, now the history is now finished or the, the, the stories of the history of people and their prophet is now finished. Now, Allah wants to make a conclusion out of these five stories. Verse number 94, and we did not send the prophet to any town without visiting his people with distress and distress so that they might entreat, entreat for Allah's forgiveness. Now, I, I, I read the three verses which give us uh, the sort of conclusion and then we discuss each verse uh, separately. Thumma baddalna makana al-hasana. حتى عفوا وقالوا قد مس آباءنا الذراء والسراء فأخذناهم بغتة وهم لا يشعرون. Then we changed the ill conditions to good until they multiplied in numbers and said adversity and ease befell our fathers too. Then we seized them suddenly while they were unaware. Uh, and then the following verses, Do the people of the towns feel secure from our punishment overtaking them at night while they are asleep? Do the people of the towns feel secure from our punishment overtaking them at midday while they are playing around? أَفَأَمَنُوا مَكْرَ اللَّهِ فَلَا يَأْمَنُوا مَكْرَ اللَّهِ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْخَاسِرُونَ Do they feel secure from Allah's devising? No one feels secure from Allah's devising except the people who are losers. Now, the, the, the top two verses 
are specifically giving us sunnatullah about the people who were destroyed or the habit which ran throughout the history about the people who denied or who impugned the prophets and then they were destroyed. The verses tell us that it was not a, a rushed sort of thing. It did not happen all at once. It did not happen during one generation. It was a long, long process. Prophets coming one after another. And the situations changed from good, from evil to good, from good to evil. Uh, and after that people did not take heed, did not pay any attention, then the punishment came. And this shows, of course, how this tells us about Allah's forbearance and patience, how patient he is with generations, people, civilizations that they deny the prophets. And after a long, long process, they are seized suddenly by the punishment of destruction. Now, here, the first verse says that when we send prophets to any town, when they denied, when they rejected, the first thing which we did, we changed the situation that they were in to an adverse situation so that they be reminded that what they have is not due to themselves. What they have is not going to live forever. And so that they come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they ask for forgiveness, they ask for uh, mercy of Allah, but of course they did not do that. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا فِي قَرْيَةٍ مِّن نَبِيٍّ إِلَّا أَخَذْنَا أَهْلَهَا بِالْبَعْسَاءِ وَالذَّرَّاءِ بَعْسَاءِ is uh, the calamity or the uh, discomfort which happens in the life of a person, and ذَرَّاء is the, uh, the calamity which falls on one's uh, health and body, like diseases and such things. So we send to them ba'asa, like poverty, like adverse uh, situation, adverse climate, something which, a drought or something which made them somehow to think and come back. And zarra, battles, wars, fightings, they were killed, diseases, uh, endemics, things like this. We did this before the final destruction, of course, so that لَعَلَّهُمْ يَذَّرَّعُونَ They uh, entreat, they might entreat to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then, after they did not listen to this, then we said, okay, there's no use for this anymore. Because Allah doesn't want to give disease or poverty or something to people. What happened? We changed the ill conditions to good conditions. Plentiness, wealth, whatever they wanted, power, might, glory, knowledge, everything they had. Like Adam Thamud that Allah mentions, that's so mighty and so knowledgeable. The sciences were so uh, flourished among people of Ad and Thamud and Fir'aun, for example. حتى 
ta'afau. Afau means they multiplied in number or they increased. Increase in number, increase in wealth, increase in power. Uh, uh, so afau means kathuru. Uh, and we have this uh, uh, thing about afa'u'l-luha, for example. That's, uh, it was a custom that men should leave their beards to grow uh, uh, and not shave it. So this is afa'u. Allah gives another possibility for the word afaw because afaw also means to remove the traces, to obliterate. So by the wealth and power and might and knowledge that we gave them, they removed the traces of that ba'asa and dharra. So after having that uh, misery, discomfort, then by their own knowledge, their own wealth, their own might, which we gave them, they obliterated all the traces of the past, and they became so mighty. And after they became so mighty, they said, So, this is not something which was due to what the previous prophets told us, that's we were struck by punishment of God so that we come to our minds. It was always there. It is always there. Our fathers, our forefathers also were hit by comfort and miscomfort. Were hit by miscomfort, then it was replaced by comfort. This is due to whatever we have accomplished, what we have accomplished. We have been able to learn to overcome the calamities, to overcome the poverty, to overcome the uh, the weakness is we who did it. So they say, Our fathers were too the same as us. And why they were in this situation of uh, glory and misconception about what they had, as we have in another verse, Allah says, فَلَمَّا جَاءَتْهُمْ رُسُولُنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ when our messengers came with clear signs, they were quite content with whatever they had in terms of knowledge and science and experience and all these things. So they said, they, we don't want to listen to these things. Thinking that this Zarra and Sarra was inflicted upon us because of our sins, because of denying the prophets. This is superstition. This is something which people of the past thought. They didn't know the reasons for these things. They didn't know why diseases uh, come. They didn't know why poverty, for example, strikes. We have now learned and we have overcome it. And why they were in this sort of glory or uh, vain glory, we suddenly seized them while they didn't know that this punishment was coming. Now, Allah says that if we want to somehow summarize this sunnah of Allah, this process which happened to the past people, every nation which is mentioned in the Quran having been struck by destruction, by the punishment of destruction, have gone through this course because Allah says it did not happen to any nation unless they went through this process. 
أخذنا أهلها بالبعث. Except unless that we did this to them. So what happened? He says that the first step was that whenever the prophets came to people who were wealthy, who were mighty, they were first struck by Ba'sa and Zarra. And then after they did not listen to the prophets, they were struck by Qaswatul Qalb. Their hearts went hard and dry. They could not listen anymore. And then we used to the, 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 the other sunnah, sunnatul istidraj, taking them step by step towards the final punishment, giving them might, giving them glory, giving them what knowledge, whatever they, they thought that they, they had accomplished themselves, and then suddenly they were seized. Now, this shows that usually uh, this process did not... Uh, uh, w- w- you didn't used to be completed in the lifetime of one prophet. Maybe about Nuh, who lived 950 years in his people as a prophet, this cycle of going through comfort to miscomfort and comfort again, actually an increased comfort, additional comfort to what they had before, this cycle, maybe this happened or this was completed during the news time. However, about other people like Ad and Thamud, Allah mentions that it was not only one prophet. Hud and Saleh were the prophets when they came at the time of the glory, where they were quite, they were, when they were quite mighty. And then they were seized at their time. However, before that, there were many prophets. Like, for example, about who do we have in uh, Surah Ahqaf? One, وَذْكُرْ أَخَ عَادٍ إِذْ أَنْذَرَ غَوْمَهُ بِالْأَحْقَافِ وَقَدْ خَلَتِ النُّذْرُ مِنْ بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ وَمِنْ خَلْفِهِ Remember Hud when he was uh, uh, warning his people in Ahqaf. And other warners had gone before him, and even while he was still living as contemporary to him, there were other prophets who used to preach. Or for example, about Thamud, we have كَذَّبَتْ ثَمُودُ بِالنُّذُرْ Thamud rejected or impugned many warners, many prophets. And the culmination was when, of course, Saleh came and used to preach, and they were at their might and glory, and they were seized. So this is... Uh, the cycle which uh, happened about all the nations, and then Allah warns other nations uh, uh, that they shouldn't feel secure as well. Although, of course, after the Prophet of Islam, this sort of process is not going to happen because there are no more Prophets. Because what Allah says, مَا أَرْسَلْنَا فِي قَرْيَةٍ مِنْ نَبِيًّ إِلَّا أَخَذْنَا أَهْلَا بِالْبَعْسَى وَالزَّرَّى we did not send any prophets unless this happened. This process started. Now that there is no prophet, what, what is possibly happening is that the nations and civilizations go through a different process. And this is what, of course, is alluded to in the following verses, that you should not feel secure now. Although that process is not going to to happen exactly in the same way because no prophets are coming anymore. However, you should not feel secure if you uh, reject God. And uh, now, like, for example, most of the civilizations we see nowadays, they 
they are atheists, they do not hear about God at all, and they think that all these things, these talks, stories of prophets, punishments, they are just stories of superstitions of past people. Now, how Allah is going to react? When is he going to react? Of course, Allah has no rush. Allah is not hasty as we are. We saw in the time of the prophets, it took several generations, hundreds of years for a nation to go through a process until it came to its destruction. Now, what is going to happen to us as civilizations? Of course, it's, it is remained to be seen. And inshallah, we will come to our minds before uh, other things bring us to our minds. Wasallallahu ala Muhammadin wa Thank you, Sheikh. You already answered my question, partly. <laughs> okay. Okay, brothers and sisters, uh, can you open up the floor? Brother Suhail, I haven't seen you for a long time, so you might have a question. Dr. Suhail? Anybody else? Ah, Riyadh. Yeah, that's right. Thanks. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. A little something in the back of my head says when you said the destruction of the peoples. I'm not sure if you've discussed this before, but what happens to the innocent children in the same community? Are they given a chance? Are they sort of collateral damage? Is there such a thing in God's design to say that people who have not committed a crime yet will be put to death? And is there an explanation for something? In this day and age, it might sound drastic. Maybe in those days, it wasn't very important, was mm -hmm. it? Uh, well, it was not a collateral damage. It was a collateral blessing for the children, actually. Because if they, those children were uh, left to grow, they would have become like their fathers. And they would have rejected and they would have gone to hell. Now that they were seized by their fathers, what happens? They go to paradise. So that is a collateral blessing rather than collateral damage for them. Okay, thanks. Uh, any sisters? Yes, can you? Uh, can you yeah, thank you. Uh, you were talking about the punishment that takes generations to come when people over and over dis are disobedient to the prophets. So what happens about, for example, the first generation which have been disobedient to the prophet, but they have died, and then naturally so that but those people who have died without getting the punishment, so to speak, what happens to them? Like they have been disobedient, so yeah. it does the punishment, so to speak, lie in the barzakh or probably not in this world. Yeah, actually this punishment is not for individuals because individuals eventually die. This punishment is just uh, something which destroys the communities. Otherwise, those people who denied and died before, before this uh, punishment coming, well, they, they see their punishment in the hereafter. Of course, as long as we have hereafter, we are secure that no one would go without receiving what they, uh, they deserve. Uh, what Allah is saying here is that it is the communities and civilizations which will be destroyed 
if you did not you do not listen. Otherwise, of course, people individually die. Anyhow, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Uh, thanks, Sheikh. Any brothers, sisters? Uh, you mentioned that the uh, people uh, who do not uh, believe and then do all the masya, they then they suffer the hardships. And uh, on top of the hardship, then comes the hardening of the heart. So they don't even feel uh, that uh, the sufferings, they don't even realize that this is a suffering. Mm-hmm. So this is like a punishment on top of the punishment that they, they don't even realize that the punishment is there. So from there to get the reform, uh, how can that process start? Which process, how, how it starts? The you hardening know, of the heart or getting the comfort and plentiness? No, once the punishment comes and then you, on top of the punishment they don't even feel that this punishment is because of the masya that they have done. Yeah. And they can't even understand that hardship, the reason for the hardship. So how do they come out of it? And uh... no, Well, prophets come to them to, uh, again, advise them with nasiha and also to remind them that, look, what happened was due to what you used to do. Do not continue that. Uh, in another verse we have that Why when our ba'as This miscomfort and calamities came Why didn't they entreat to us However their hearts were hard, went hard Shaitan decorated their amal to them That no, of course what you were doing was not wrong This was just a natural sort of phenomenon uh, So uh, this happened to them Because of, as you say, ma'asiyah However, to come out of this Allah sent prophets Again, to remind them. And after they were not reminded, then there was no use for Ba'asa and Zarra. It was this Ba'asa and Zarra miscomfort in, in, in their body and in their property. It came to bring them to their mind. When they were not listening, there was no use for it. Then Allah gave them the plenty. The, the multitudes, wealth, and all these things. And uh, even in that... When the prophets came to warn them again, remember, as uh, uh, also Shu'aib told to his people, Remember, you were so few in number, probably after calamities hitting them, and then Allah multiplied you, you have become multitudes. So this is how they sh- should have come out of that qaswa, which of course they didn't, or most of them didn't. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Is it possible that we can take that lesson that this could also apply to us in a sense that if as Muslims, as communities, uh, we could possibly have power and wealth and whatever, and that could also lead, even though, you know, not a, a, is, is that possible? 
not only is possible, but it has happened actually, isn't it? I mean, we had glory and wealth and everything one day in history, and now we don't have it. So it has happened, possible. However, the good thing or bad thing, I don't know whether it's good or bad, is that the destruction doesn't come. It, it goes through a different process. Any brothers, sisters, yes? Any sisters, yes? Assalamu alaikum. Can you describe the other process that you just alluded to? What sort of process would that be? For us, I don't know. In this day and age, when the because the prophets are not here, the total annihilation will not happen. So what 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 might happen? Well, what has happened over centuries is that we know that power is taken from one community, civilization, given to another civilization, another civilization falls, another rises. This is what, what has been happening. And we may say that, well, this, uh, this is a sunnah. It goes, it goes on. And, of course, the, the next verse that we, which we are going to discuss is very important, very important in this regard. Inshallah, we'll discuss it this next week. This is probably what is ha- going to happen uh, until the end of the, uh, the human race on the earth. Inshallah, we'll discuss it next week. Thanks, Sheikh. Anybody else? Uh, Sheikh, uh, I was just listening in the kitchen to you that you are discussing uh, that this Allah was very selective in, in sending his wrath to the community of, on particular people only. Uh, now, this uh, selectiveness, uh, is it an opinion of just one, uh, certain people or is it authenticated? How is it? You mean he selected only the wrongdoers? Yes, yes. And uh, the people who followed the prophets, they were saved. Yeah. Yeah, of course, he, it's, uh, the Quran says about all nations that, like, for, for example, Najjayna Shu'ayban Walladina Amanumah, Najjayna Lutan, or uh, anyone else, about in every, every civilization or every community. Those who followed the prophets, they were saved from this sort of punishment. So it is not like natural disasters which come and inflict everyone, good and bad. This punishment of destruction is quite selective. It uses uh, exactly the, 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 the people who are meant to be punished. Uh, as, for example, uh, we have about... Uh, Again, about the people of the loot being struck by those uh, volcanic stones that musawwamatan andarabbek. It was named with your God. Every stone has the, had the name of the person, of course, not physically, but andarabbek, spiritually. The name of the person on it that it should have hit. So uh, in this regard, yes, that's quite selective. However, with natural disasters is quite is quite different. Yeah, it hits everyone. Yeah, no. Um, apart from the natural disasters, so just let me be clear about this thing that 
on a community where Allah especially sends wrath. So if there is a community and there are certain good people as well within that community, those good people will either have some kind of inspiration to go out before the adab comes in or they will be saved by some natural selection of Allah. Yeah, it's different. About loot, for example, we see that uh, they were taken out because the type of the type of uh, uh, strike was so such that they couldn't have been saved if they were in the city. Uh, about the people of Shoaib, we see that no, they were in the city and they were not struck. So it's different. Thanks for any other question, clarification, brothers, sisters. No. No, it seems that uh, maybe next time, inshallah. Thank okay. you, Muhammad Wa Ali Muhammad Sarwad. Allah.